inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. Radio Western. Good morning. Good morning. You are listening to Outlook on this Monday morning. Outlook from the past. In, yeah, I was going to say, I wonder the what, the weather, what the weather's like today out there. Yeah, this is a... We can't have our usual rambling on about the weather oh, yeah, to the, start our show like we like to do. The generic weather stuff that everyone talks about, to mm-hmm. small talk. Yep. Um, so yeah, this is a new show, but I like to think that the rain. Oh, she can't. You can't stop talking about the weather. I like to think that the rain, that when it's still raining, the drops are like little braille dots. Plop, plop, plop. <laughs> you're you're strange. <laughs> Sorry. You're a strange person, but that's okay. I'm strange in, in my own ways too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is a new episode, but not a live episode. I am currently. Uh elsewhere in canada at the moment on a bit of a a vacation are you on a ski vacation yeah i'm a big skier (laughs) no i've 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 thought about getting into sports one of these days or some sort of sport i'd like to learn skiing maybe swimming sounds a little nicer to me it's the one i've considered skiing sounds fun but scary yeah well i did i don't know if i mentioned on the show before i did ski once back in grade seven i think on a school trip and i was a bit of a a bit of a wimp i was on the on the main on like the baby small hill or whatever and i i didn't actually really hurt my ankle it just kind of twisted to the side once and then i was like that's it and i went inside um but uh yeah we're not really we're not focusing today's episode on skiing and sports we are wrapping up braille literacy month yeah, so all month long, uh, since the beginning of 2020 here, we've been talking about Braille. Uh, obviously, January 4th, well, obvious to me, maybe not to you. Um, January 4th was Louis Braille's birthday, um, and he was born in 1809, just to wrap things up here. Yeah, so, I definitely yeah. read a, his bio before in the past, or like a, some, some books about him, but I, I didn't remember when his birthday was. Uh, so, good memory. Oh, yeah. Now I'll remember, though. Sure you will. Well, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to remember from now on. I'll quiz you when you get back from BC. Because it is important to know when this this amazing hero of ours, well, <laughs> he's my hero. It doesn't really know. seem, yeah, I don't know the right word for I know, it. it's a weird word. Well, I don't know. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? I just mean, I, hero is the closest word I have to it, but I, I just feel like that's not quite the word I'm looking for. Which might just be my own deep, deep sense of gratitude. I don't know. I guess you, some people's heroes are sports legends. and You feel like hero's not enough of a... Yeah, I don't feel like it covers the, the whole spectrum of my feelings properly. But Yeah, uh, it does seem like something that's not... I don't know. Just because Braille for us is so... It's not... I mean, I guess anything like sports or whatever is important to someone. But Braille for us really, really changed our lives. Like... Without Braille, we would potentially be illiterate, right? So mm-hmm. that's that's just something about that, I guess, that makes it different. Yeah, let's just imagine this. that So there was no Braille, so you've been 
blind with light perception only all your life. Um, I would have had some literacy in my early years when I could see large print. But then all of a sudden, once my vision started declining, then I would have been out of luck. So who knows what that would have been like. We've, we could be making brooms right now. Yeah, it's it's hard to imagine how we would how things would be if we if we didn't have this amazing medium to be able to read books and write and uh, make notes on the radio without having to have a voice chattering. Yeah, again, like like we always do on the on our Outlook, we both have our braille displays out with us. I'm using it to keep track of the time, which I often do with this show just to make sure that to know where we are so we're not falling behind or so that we finish on time and stuff mm-hmm. like that and to read any notes that I've taken and you do the same so um yeah we both have our our displays with us all the time when we do this show and yeah it's uh and as a writer um when I'm trying to edit my work or any any piece of writing I have in front of me it's just nice I mean I can go through in a file on my Mac and you know voiceover will tell me so-and-so word is misspelled and that's fine but you know I'll miss it there could be a double period by accident there could be you know little things I mean voice programs are great they really do point out a lot these days but it's not the same as having what I have now which is this braille on my lap um off of my phone all my emails and yeah having it right in front of you like that is is something else it's it's hard to explain how how amazing that is and for someone who who can see who doesn't doesn't read braille or doesn't understand it to to them it's kind of it's probably hard to imagine because it is just these dots on a page but you know it's we learned at such a young age growing up i don't remember learning because a lot of times people will ask me that question about braille they'll they'll ask so when so when did you um like how hard did you find it to learn braille or when did you learn braille and for me it's kind of it's like uh it's just like how you would learn how to write or print i guess yeah i mean if you can think back to whether you were taught the alphabet and how to write your name how to read a little bit before you entered school or if you struggled with that sort of thing and it took you a few years to sort of get it um but either way it's it's i mean i haven't talked to a lot of people who are illiterate i guess you know i, I don't really know what that's like exactly um so you know if it goes back to such an early time in your life it's just a part of you and you can't really separate it out it's just it's always been there yeah i don't even think about it it's it's kind of like my blindness in general which i've said where i was i was born blind so i don't really think about it like sure i have those situations occasionally where i'm out somewhere or when when there's construction or if I get if I get turned around and I don't know quite where I am, maybe I think about it. But for me, it's the way it's always been. So instead of me, I, I know it's different for you, but because you used to be able to see a bit more, where you can think about oh, how things were or how things could be. Whereas for me, it's since it's always been this way. It's I don't even think about that. I just naturally problem solve based on what I what I do have the senses I do have with um, still because that's that's all I can do. Yeah, you you and I come at it from a bit of different point of view, which is part of why this is the show is called Outlook, and you are listening to Outlook on ninety four nine CHRW Radio Western. Thanks oh, good for... job! I I always forget to yeah I gotta re- remind people in. because we do have 
new listeners, obviously, I would imagine. Well, maybe. <laughs> Who knows for sure? But hope hopefully. So. And uh, especially now that um, I guess we should mention that as well, that we're doing a, well, we, we, we mentioned it um, last last show, but every every other week now we have an hour show. So not today, oh, yeah. but um, well, it de- it'll depend maybe occasionally on a week. If we don't have enough to fill it, we might play a repeat after. But generally speaking, we will do an hour show twice a month. Yeah, it's it's sort of testing us for the new year here. We wanted to find a new challenge, and the schedule um, permits permits it here. And um, yeah, I mean, when we have interviews, we in the past have had you know nobody up next for whatever reason. We had our guests sitting there, and they they were able to just keep going, and we would fill an hour. But sometimes when it's you and I, um, I come up with the topics usually, and sometimes I don't, you know, I'm not always sure we can get a whole hour out. But uh, it's I think it's a good challenge for us to present ourselves with. Yeah, I think so too. And it's definitely definitely for the interviews, which one of our goals we mentioned on when we kind of looked ahead to 2020 in the previous episode here was trying to have more guests. We did we did really well last year. Like it's not like we haven't been doing great with guests, but definitely the plan is to have just as many if not more in 2020. And interviews definitely lend themselves better to an hour. I always find yeah. any of those shows that you that you might watch on TV, some late night talk shows and stuff, the interviews are so short and you really don't get a feel for who someone is or, you know, if it's if it's an hour, then you can, it gives you a, lot, a bit more time to really get comfortable with the person and get to get to ask the, all the questions that you that, that you might want to know about. Yeah, it's like we're we're on a late night talk show. You interview somebody for two minutes, and you got to take commercial break, and then you get three more minutes. That's it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so today for our final um, Braille themed episode in January here, I th- um, we thought we would read some of these quotes that we found on Braille Literacy Canada's website or their Facebook page, actually, um, trying to get um, Braille Literacy Canada, um, you know it's an important organization here in, in Canada. So, so we've got a bunch of people, other outlooks on what Braille means to other people, but I have one to start us off here if you want. Oh, sure. So this is um, from an article called Braille is Literacy, and it, it was put out by National Network for Equitable Library Service. So it's a young woman named Charlene Young, who was born in Rosetown, Saskatchewan, without her sight. She began learning to read Braille when she was four years old, at the same time as her sighted peers were learning to read print, print books, you know. First step was in learning to read Braille and its development and is is actually something I didn't think about. I've never read before, but um, it's called tactile readiness, which is the ability to feel each raised dot. Much like a sighted child learns what the letter A looks like and sounds like, children with sight loss learn what the letter A feels like and sounds like. Learning the Braille alphabet, just like learning the printed alphabet, is the gateway for learning to spell and read. These are the very basics of literacy development, which is vital for future success in educational and vocational environments. Charlene is grateful she learned to read Braille as it enables her to fully participate in team meetings at her workplace. She can read meeting agendas and other 
reading materials on her braille display at the same time as her colleagues. So I don't know if you've heard of that tactile readiness, which, I mean, it's sort of very self-explanatory. Um, but yeah, you teach a child to read braille, they have to start recognizing these dot combinations under their fingertips. And you start by showing them letters individually. And of course, so just like sighted people, we have that in common. We, we Both both groups of, of young people would learn the sound of a, a letter. But then for blind people, you got to learn the feel of it under your finger, right? different than different than sighted sighted children obviously and that might that might relate to certain certain blind people that some some that i've met that don't enjoy braille as much or aren't as 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 uh, comfortable with it is maybe the their tactile um abilities just aren't quite the same like feeling something you know with your with your finger because that's a lot of people's question they see it they feel it and they're like how do you how can you understand this and it is a it is a weird thing because it is just it's, my fingers are so sensitive to it and I know exactly what it is, but mm-hmm. um, coming from that perspective, it's it's uh, it's definitely interesting to think about. But uh, yeah, I guess I guess we'll get to these quotes now then that you that you got from the Braille Literacy Canada Facebook page. Great. Let's check them out. I remember clearly the first time I was shown my name in Braille. I had just started grade one, and my teacher had taped my name in Braille to the corner of my desk. She put my hand on it and said, This is your name in Braille. I felt the mysterious dots. They seemed so small, so close together. I thought I would never be able to tell them apart. But I wanted to read for myself so much. And soon I was reading, devouring any Braille I could slide my fingers over. I moved through worlds of adventures in books. I wrote and read stories and poems. I used Braille for everything all of the time. My mom learned Braille too, so she could put notes on the fridge for me. Into my lunch, and she labeled everything in the house that I needed. I was especially proud that every Christmas gift for every family member was labeled in Braille so I could pass them out to everyone at Christmas. Today, I use Braille just as much. You would not recognize some of the technology, perhaps, my Braille display or Braille screen input on my phone, but the code is the same. Thank you for inventing it, for championing it, and for giving me literacy and enjoyment. And that quote is by Kim Kilpatrick, Secretary of Braille Literacy Canada. When I reflect on the Braille code, there is an endless list of values that go through my head. I am not a Braille user, but a teacher of the code, but also a former teacher of literacy in the public school setting. With that in mind, Braille means access, inequality, and possibilities, which makes success an easy road to travel. It allows a student to build knowledge and progress through the school curriculum, enabling success as all students would. It allows a student to build their skill of writing while expressing their thoughts and ideas. It levels the playing field. These are just a few thoughts. 
ultimately, in my mind, whether an individual is a braille user or a print user, my goal as an educator is to foster success in the lives of students and braille enables that ability for some students. That's Glenda Parsons, Director, Braille Literacy Canada. If I could tell Louis Braille one thing, I would say, I would want him to know that he made the difference. He opened the doors to literacy, and I would ask him to come to see all the places that Braille has traveled. To know that those powerful six dots have presented themselves around the world and will continue to be used for decades to come. And that is a quote by Daphne Hitchcock, who is a, the Vice President for Braille Literacy Canada. If I could tell Louis Braille one thing, I would say, you have given me something, and so many others like me, a gift of equal access, great beauty, and unmatched value. And hey, Brian, that's by Carrie Kajewski. Oh, nice nice quote there. I thought I'd pitch in when I when I saw they were looking for for people to Yeah, that's a good idea. I actually wasn't following the Facebook page at that point. Um and I saw someone shared something from Braille Literacy Canada and then I figured, well, I probably should be following them on Facebook, so now I do. Um but uh I wonder what you would have said if they had Yeah, if I if I contributed, contributed to this little project. I probably should have cuz as you know, or anyone would know if they listen to this show or if they don't know, I am very passionate about Braille, which is why we're talking about this in the first place. Throughout the past century, blind people have benefited from countless technological advancements, and while many of these have indisputably increased our independence and enabled us to compete alongside our sighted peers, it is Braille that seems to bring forth the greatest words of passion for those of us who read it. Why? It is because through the act of unlocking the meaning behind each braille symbol, we have also unlocked the key to humankind's greatest potential. It is because there are those absolute truths which are accepted as fundamental to equality and personhood, and literacy reigns so high among them. It is because only through literacy were blind people truly granted the key to finally enter a new age of infinite possibility. And it is because it was this key to literacy which unlocked those doors that previously stood sealed before us. The door to education that moved beyond the manual crafts, basket weaving, and broom making that centered so prominently at schools for the blind at the time. And with this new education, all other things finally had the potential to flourish. Education brought with it new avenues to more equitable employment. As blind people began to read and write and contribute more to their societies, they began to collectively challenge the low expectations that had been attached to blindness for so long. So came the dawn of advocacy where through literacy and education, blind people began to claim a voice of their own in society. I like to imagine that very first blind student who read a tactile alphabet. How remarkable it is that sometimes the most notable moments in history seem so unremarkable when they unfold. There were no fireworks or fanfare. 
there are no mentions of it in our history books. But the revelation that a blind person could use their fingers to decipher meaning tactually was the beginning of a story which began to change everything. There is something intangibly unique that comes with the empowerment that literacy brings, isn't there? Tools and gadgets can be taken away. Tangible things can be taken away. But no one can take from me my literacy. Like spirit, heart, and imagination, literacy is something that, once grasped, takes root within us all. Until it can't really be separated from who we are and who we come to be. I am, regardless of the things I own and the tools I have, forever literate because of Braille. And that quote, which I liked very much, maybe my favorite out of all of them. Yeah, it's your, a good one. Your, your quote was good, though. But this one was very in-depth, and it was by Natalie Martinello. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I think that sounds right. She is the president for Braille Literacy Canada. And I've actually heard of her before through Facebook or something. Uh, I think she's done some studies in the past, too, that she's posted on the on the Canadian Federation of the Blind list or something. Looking for... Yeah, I've I've compete in. I've worked I've encountered her on like a um conference call. Braille Literacy Canada does little mini workshops and sort of discussion groups and topics um and if you're a member of Braille Literacy Canada, which we technically are not. Um but uh yeah, I actually I went to one of these when I was doing some research um for National Network for Equitable Library Service and back in 2018. Was that, did that have something to do with, did you, did you contact her at all when you wrote, you were a part of a paper. Yeah. So I wrote, I wrote the introduction to this research paper and, um, and what was that research paper again? I think, I think we talked about it on the show. Yeah. It's something that's good to get into actually. I might be doing, I might do that for the one episode I do by myself while you're gone, bro. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. Because it's a very important topic to me, but, um, it's about improving the availability of Braille in canadian public libraries yeah and you wrote the intro for that yeah. paper i believe right so yeah so natalie martin yellow and um braille literacy canada that's a good resource that i sort of tapped into so i listened into one of their conference calls and i was actually able to um add it to my hours worked for the project but i really like that quote the last quote yeah from that i just read because it's a beautiful one especially when it talks about well it's just an interesting to think about when it talked about basket weaving and um, I forget what the other occupation was. Broom making. Yeah, like the things that back in the day before blind people could read or write because there was no Braille at the time. Yeah. That that's what blind people did. And uh, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. And at least it's, even before Braille, they had we had something to do as blind people, I guess. But it's obviously not <laughs> not the way things sh- should be. No. And uh, it's just neat to think about it from a historical perspective like that. Being able to make a broom does not you know, take the place of literacy. No. Not at all. Not quite, so. We all need brooms, but. Yeah, so, yeah, some really great quotes on for Braille Literacy Month and, uh, um. Why did you say you liked mine? Did you say? I didn't say. I thought you said, when you were saying how this one, this last one was your favorite. Well, I felt but... bad because I said <laughs> that was my favorite one. And then I was like, well, yours was still good, too. But... Oh, come on. Mine wasn't that good. She was, being the president of 
Braille Literacy Canada, she obviously put a lot of thought into it. I mean, I did. I wanted to, to say what I wanted to say. But again, I was just replying as a Facebook comment. I wasn't I wasn't writing a status like I would on my own page or whatever. Well, yeah, most of those quotes were from people who uh, were part of Braille Literacy Canada, um, mm-hmm. besides the, the one transcriber, I think, and you. Yeah, they're all affiliated with them somehow. But uh, yeah, that makes sense, though. Um, but yeah, look look up Braille Literacy Canada on Facebook and and uh, just on the internet in general. I know Braille um, might not apply directly to your life. Yeah, but... and this this the actual month for Braille the Braille Literacy Month is over, but that doesn't mean anything like in the sense of it's always an important topic and important to be aware of um, how important it is. And... and like they said, it's not something that makes it into most history books. It's it's I mean, but that's not to say that's, I I think it should technically, but, you know, history books are never complete, obviously. They don't say everything everybody who has a stake in the past would want them to say about their ancestors and about their, their culture and everything. So what are you going to do? But, um, yeah, as we wrap up Braille Literacy uh, Month, uh, I just thought that would be good to share not only our outlook on what braille means to us but some other people yeah because it means different things to different people and people use it for different different methods and it's uh we're given a well-rounded view of things yeah so i guess that that concludes braille literacy month and our focus on braille for this show although we're always talking about braille and um definitely again next year Next January, we'll we'll mention this again, but uh, yeah, it'll it'll always be a high priority on this show because for both of us, we're both avid Braille readers, and yeah, it's super important to. Oh, I don't want to speak for you, but I know it is. So yeah, you can speak for me. Yeah. Don't speak for every blind person, but you can speak for me. Right. I would and, tell you if I had an issue with what you said about for me. <laughs> and I think it. I think sometimes it does come down to learners. Some some blind people are more are more auditory learners and they might prefer more audio books or re- or voiceover programming and stuff. Whereas some people are more tactile learners and, mm-hmm. and Braille is more effective for them, but it still should be, you know, every, everyone should still be aware of it or at least trying to learn it as a blind person, I believe, because it's, it, it does, it does help with, with literacy so much and spelling, spelling and actually just feeling the sure. dots under, under your fingers. Okay, well, that wraps up Braille Literacy Month here on Outlook. And uh, I guess this is our final show of January, right? Yeah. So next next week, you plan to be back for, uh, for a live show on your own? Yeah. Oh, so my goodness. Everyone look forward to that. And then it looks like we'll have a repeat. And then I will be back. Great. Um, we have a special special show coming up for Family Day. So we have a special guest, actually. So... Lots gonna, to cover there. Yeah, leave leave it at that. But you won't want to miss that that episode. And uh, see you in yeah, February. Thanks, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next month. Find us on Twitter at outlookcfb and on Facebook, facebook.com/outlook on Radio Western.